Tonight we will continue our series on the Word, all right? And tonight we're going to talk about how the Word fills us, all right? And we need to understand something as we think of water, all right? We're going to think about water. Water is something that we need to understand in our, you know, when we think of water, water is something that is not something that we just want. It's a necessity. You know, you can imagine how many people know how many days it could take for a person to go without drinking any water? Three days, right? What percentage of a person's body is water? It's roughly 70%. I'm wrong, right? How much of the Earth's surface is covered by water? What about land? (laughs) Anybody know? Anybody know? No? Huh? Seven between roughly between listen between seventy and seventy-five percent. All right. But one of the craziest fact listen one of the craziest facts about water is that what we drink now is the same water that was here on Earth from the beginning. All right. We know that we have water. Then water is something that you know. As we think of us, we you know we have different companies and. I'm sure y'all have seen all the different things on social media where like, just because you drink water, you should be drinking this certain water and all this stuff and yeah, all right? But one of the basic needs of water is also washing, right? You can't wash clothes or anything without water, all right? Even without, listen, even without, you know, back in the olden times when they didn't have washing dryers, they used to use that scrub board with water. And you know, how many of you have ever seen your parents or grandparents use that now? All right? You know, it's something, listen, it's something that we take for granted, right? I want to know do we have a, any volunteer? Or I will give you an example of, you know, you know, we won't, we won't look into it, but time doesn't give us, but. The Israelites. You know the Israelites, right? Who are they? God chosen people, right? Remember they came from Devad, you alright? Alright. You remember they went from slavery into being free. And you remember Moses took them into where? The wilderness, right? Do you remember what they complained about? Not having food and water, right? No, they, they had manna, they had food, all right? But they didn't want manna no more. They got tired of manna, so they wanted what? Quail, Quail right? They wanted meat. They wanted the meat, right? In fact, this is what I, in fact, I'm doing this in my personal quiet time right now. I'm actually, this morning, I talked, it went into numbers and talked about how they was crying for quail. They wanted meat, and God provided them with 30 days of meat, but yet some of them died because... That is not what God really wanted him to eat. But God said, y'all want, y'all want this? All right, I'm going to give it to you, okay? It's the same thing in our lives. Sometimes we want things, but that's not what God intended for us. When we think of the Israelites, we think of them as people who 
Again, they were God's chosen people. God had taken them out of slavery. God had provided food for them. But yet it came a time in, in their life when they were in the wilderness where they complained, and they, you know, they complained to Moses and said, we would have been better off if we would have just stayed in Egypt under slavery. Because what you have done and what your God has done is he has brought us out here to die. Because they understood, they didn't have no water. They, you know, they were in the wilderness and it was hot and they just wanted something to drink. I think too many times in our lives, we take so much for granted. And when it comes to the word of God, I think this is something that we take for granted so much because we have so much access to it that we don't think like how other people think where people are trying to get this into people's hands because they don't have it. There are many languages that haven't even seen and tribes haven't even seen a Bible. But yet, we so many times take it for granted. We need to recognize that the Bible is something that also fills us. And it cleanses us. It cleanses us because it shows us areas in our lives that we need to change. If you have your Bibles, this is three points we can look at. The Word is used to cleanse us. The Word is used to show us how to live. The Word is the living water throwing flowing through us. If you have your Bible, somebody could turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, but it's on the screen as well. So if you want to read it for us, Ephesians 5, 26. That he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. If you're, any, if you're familiar with the book of Ephesians and this particular passage, in verse 22 it starts off talking about husbands and wives. And it talks about how a husband needs to make sure that he is the man of the house, that he is the spiritual leader, that he is the one who is showing exactly in life how he's being you know, the leader, the leader of the house, how the house should be flowing, how everything should be going. He says that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. The word of God is used as the cleanse. It cleanses a person who follows every law perfectly, Right? Let me ask a question. How easy it is to follow every law? Very hard, right? There are many people who will talk to you about religion, all right? And this is something that we need to understand and, and, and understand what tonight we were talking about because religion is something that we can never, ever keep. We can never keep every law. There's no way possible that we could keep every law. You know, imagine if you broke the, law, the amount of laws you broke today. Amount of times you sinned. If, if this was just about religion and looking right and doing the right things, we would fail at it. Even though we sometimes think that we are religious people, because we know in our particular you know, country, people say that you're a Christian nation, but we know we're far from that. We know that even as, some, as we are in this time of season, of the election, you can turn on any rally and you will hear them talking about the word of God, even reciting it and saying all these different things, but in the next breath they're trashing the next person or next party. Because we are religious. We know the word, but the word is not flowing through us. The word is not truly cleansing us. The word is not really cleaning and giving us a washing. Because we have too much in us that, that is not, as it says, having cleansed her by the washing of the word. How many remember during Hurricane Matthew when 
in some places, didn't, you didn't have water for a couple of days, you didn't have power. Wasn't the greatest relief when you took a bath? Yeah. A nice hot shower, instead of using like buckets and stuff? Or anything, you know, it, it was a relief, right? Water is something that refreshes us. Right? Water refreshes us. And that's what it's talking about, a cleansing of us. Also, the second point is this. As we think of the word is used to cleanse us, the word helps us as we think of our sin in Galatians 3, 8 to 14. Somebody want to look it up for us. I'll read it on the screen. The word is used to show us how to live. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Again, talking about trying to follow the law, trying to keep the rules. You know, there are many people who will say that I'm a good person. You know, I've never drank, I never smoked, never had sex before marriage, or I never drank alcohol, you know. So, you know, I've never, I, I'm, I'm a good person. And many people will say that that is what gets you to heaven. If I could say I'm a good person, I've never done those things, I'm doing pretty good in my life. But what it's saying, again, as, as he's talking about this and showing us how to live, is not by just keeping the rules. It's not by keeping the law. It's about living for Jesus Christ. It talks about how Christ, if Christ just gave us the Ten Commandments and said, live by these, he would have no reason to come and die for us. But he had to come and die because we sinned. He came to, and, and I paid the price for our sin. You see, too many times in our lives, we think that once we do good things, or once we you know, we think that God is pleased with it, that we've done enough. But that's not how God wants us to be. We should never think in our own lives that we have arrived and we have it all together. When we get to that trap in our lives, that's when Satan is going to attack us. When we think we have it together and we think we've done everything, that is when Satan's going to attack us. And you know what the problem is? There are many people who will say, you know what, I'm trying to live the Christian life. I'm doing, you know, these things, and, and, and I'm doing everything. But I just don't hear from God. I just don't know what God is trying to say to me. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And it comes to the point to say, well, are you truly studying God's Word? Are you truly, you know, looking in His Word and studying it for what it is and, and the manual of life, showing you how to live? This is what should be filling us. Not the things of the outside of the world, not what we hear from just preachers alone. We need to study God's word for ourselves. 
You know, for, for all you know, that verse is what I put on the screen. They could not even be verses in the Bible because, you know what? None of us, and I know some of you have it on your phone, but none of us have a Bible to even look it up because we don't know. But that's why we need to study God's Word and we need to know God's Word. You know, one of the, one of the biggest things, that, and how many of you have been involved in any type of Awana? Anyone been in Awana? All right. Awana is a good program, all right, where, you know, most, I can tell you, most of my scripture memory that I know in my life has come from Awana, all right? But there's a trap of that, too. Because some of us, if we're honest with ourselves, when we're in Awana, we just pass those scriptures just to pass a section. And to get some shares and to get awards at the end. It was not that we were really trying to study God's word for ourselves so that it would make a difference in our lives. You know, like I said, I could recite some scriptures. And I thank the Lord for that because that was just, you know, but now as I get older, those scriptures come back to me and, and I know that they were there for a reason because they're showing me things in my life that I need to change. They're showing me things in my life in times of trouble that I need to go back to God's word and really study it. Because we could easily just say a verse. Some of you in this room are, are, are smart, very smart. You could just read, you could go into your uh, person and your leader and just look at the section and you know, scan that real quick and just say, bam, here, let me pass that. And you could have every award possible. But you know what the reality is? The Word of God might not be making any change in your life. Because you're not doing it for the right reason. You're not doing it for it to fill you. Because anyone know what Psalm 119 verse 11 says? Let's see. No, that's 105. Anyone know it? <laughs> thy word. Thy my sin against thee. All right. Thy word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Right. We know that verse. But yet, do we understand that we have, that's why we study God's word, so that when we get in time of trouble, that we know that we, how we should live, that we do not sin against God. Which brings us to the last point. The word is like a living water flowing through us. John 7.30 said, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Again, God's word is not dead. It's living and active. God's word is it's, it's a two-edged sword. You know, sometimes when I read God's word, I want to put it down because you know what happens? It shows me who I truly am. It shows me that, you know what? I'm no good. Because you know what happens to us? We get prideful. We think we have it all together. We think that, you know what? I don't need to study God's word as much as I do because I already know enough. You know, the same people we talked about, the Israelites, their kids had to know they had to not just be able to, they had to know the first five books, which is the Torah. They had to know the law. They had to be able to recite that. Can you imagine that, that you had to know the first five books? 
And I don't know if you ever read Leviticus. No. On numbers. But that's a, that's a hard thing to think about, right? I mean, maybe Drew, Drew knows them all, right? Drew's a smart guy, right? But, I mean, think about that. You know, we, we, if all of us put together the verses we probably knew, I don't know, we could come up with a lot, but to say we knew five books, that's a serious thing. And there ain't no short books. But we need to understand that God's Word needs to fill us. But we all have a problem. The problem is that we want to hear from God, and we want God's Word to make a difference in our lives. But we are all, we have sin in our lives. And just like the sponge, right? What is, it, what is the sponge used for? Soak, right? You can soak water, right? You see, you can soak water, right? If I pour water on this sponge, it will soak. But what happens in our lives is we get filled with sin. We have too much distractions. We have so many things that are, are barring us from the outside world. And our lives are just full of sin. And we expect God, we expect God to use us. We expect to hear from God. But how do we expect to hear from God when we are so dirty because of sin? You see that? Compared to the sponge that I did first, it went straight through. But because of sin in our lives, it can't go through until we cleanse it completely. All right? Until we are cleansed, until we are truly listening, and we remove all the distraction, remove all the sin from our lives, we can't hear from God. And I think this is our problem, because you know what? Most of us, and I said most of us, I'm talking about myself in that, we're like the sponge. We're so distracted with everything else that we don't even hear. We can't soak the Word of God in. We're not like this. That's nice and soft because it doesn't have anything to be distracting or, or to cause it from not hearing God. So I challenge you tonight, as you think about your life, as you think about where you are at in your Christian walk, as you think of the Word of God as we continue just talking about the Word, are you like this sponge where you have so much things going on in your life that you can't hear from God? That God truly can't fill you with this word because you do it out of just out of something that you're supposed to do? Because that's what is expected to you? You know, you got some of you all are going to graduate from school, high school soon. You're gonna go off to college. And you know what? You live right now, you live in this bubble of your parents' house. <laughs> you live in the bubble of your parents have showed you what it is to be a Christian or you've been to church all your life. But what happens when you get on your own? What happens when you don't, you're not made to go to church anymore? What happens when, you know what, there's no one to watch me or to see if I'm truly doing 
my quiet time or studying God's Word. You see, that's when our faith becomes real. And you know what happens to a lot of teenagers in the church? Is that when they leave where they're from and they on their own, that's when their faith is challenged. And a lot of them, you know what happens to them? Some of them convert to different religions because their faith, the word hasn't grounded them. And they're not filled with the word of God. I'm sure some of you know stories of people who have converted to different religions because their faith was not real to them. It was their parents' faith. What happens when you get somewhere and they're talking about these things or even challenging God's word? Are you able to defend it? You see, we need to be careful that we are soaking God's word as much as possible. That we allow it to cleanse us, that we allow it to just continue on just, you know, being filled. Soaking it up. And as we soak it up, we let that be what comes out of us. Because God's word is real. It's still active today. It's living. So I challenge you. Search your heart. Search your life. And ask yourself, why am I not hearing from God? It's probably because we have too much sin in our lives. You know. I don't know how many of you have seen, and I know the church there on Kemp Road. Um, you know, on Kemp Road, that always has the funny um, sayings on the sign. Well, there was a saying on that sign that said this. Sin is like air wax. It stops us from hearing God. And that's true. When we have sin that is surrounding and is everything and it just, it blocks everything out. So I challenge you again, search your heart, search your life and ask yourself, what is it that I need to change? What is it I need to give to God? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight and we thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, we just pray that you would just continue to be honored in our lives. And Father, I pray that you would just help us to, again, just search our hearts and our lives and ask ourselves what it is that we need to give up for you. I pray that your word will be active in our lives, that your word will continue to, that we would be a sponge that just soaks it up and want to soak it up. That we would be Understand that your word is used to cleanse us and to clean us. And again, your word is alive and active today. Father, I just pray you just continue to be honored in everything that we do. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.